This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. And we are here with Alex Vigno, um, five-time CrossFit Games champion. Got to tick that up one more time. Um, and right before we went on the air, you were telling a story about the first time you went to the Games in 2015, and you weren't speaking English really good yet. Yeah, I'm. I don't think I'm really good now, but <laughs> I can now. I can like understand everything. It just in 2015. I just don't understand the briefing, don't understand the other athletes, so I couldn't have conversation, make friends there. So it was, it was a really tough competition and really tough for for me to not speak with the with the other athletes and sponsor and stuff like that. So I I I made the decision to to learn English to have have friends and stuff like that in my sports so now it's better but it's not perfect yet so what about with the judges like if you were at the games and they were judging and you didn't if they know repped you did you know what they were yeah but you to do? I, I, I wasn't that bad okay. I, like i knew that the simple english okay it was good but not after like conversation like that yeah. So it was the first word you learned, no rep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so at that point in time, CrossFit didn't have a backup plan for non-English speakers during no, the briefings? at all. No, no, at all. There, there wow. was a lot of, like, athletes from the U.S. and – that was it. Uh, we don't. There, there was no like a volunteer, French volunteer, like for us. But you know, that's the English is international. So I think uh, I was the only one not speaking English that year. So now, now it's more. Now it's more common because we have people from everywhere. But you. You need to speak English now, I think. So I'm almost afraid to ask this. So that has not changed. They still don't have volunteers speaking other languages to help out? Uh, I don't think, no. Maybe this year at the semifinals, the, it was in Montreal. So I knew a lot of people there that speak French. But I don't think there's going to be like something like that at the game this year i mean it's okay because you 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 can have like a translator for alex is a popular person this morning <laughs> i think i think you muted yourself alex oh no we lost your voice. 
I'm hitting all kinds of buttons now. <laughs> yeah, we uh, can. Can you jump out and back in, Alex? Maybe that'll reset it. Well, while he's figuring that out, that's just a good point to think about that. If CrossFit has been talking about um, more diversity and inclusion, then um, having availability to make sure that all the athletes understand the standards. And, and uh, maybe that's something that we could look into to see if there is something. I, you know, I'd be curious about that. And we, we still don't have Alex's voice. Yeah. And I know, I think it's Andre Illen, who was a Russian athlete. Mm -hmm. And we talked to Rosa Giles on the rig report. And she was basically hired by him to be a translator. But she had to be his coach as well. Right. Because they get one coach's pass. Yeah. So, so say that part. Of, uh, so the, you could only have one coach's pass. And so if your coach doesn't speak the language or it doesn't speak English, then the debriefing, they're not going to get the right. information. Mm. Yeah. So Andre had to, I think it's Andre, I, uh, but he had to like basically hire a translator to be his coach. Now she happens to be like an affiliate owner. Mm -hmm. So she does know the sport, but I don't know if she knows elite coaching. Yeah, sure. All right, here comes Alex is coming back. Let's see. Oh, I think and I hear you. I got volume again. Do you think it works if I put my phone on the airplane mode? Uh, no, because then you'll lose the Wi-Fi. Okay. All right. So, and we'll say hi to Yash. Hi. <laughs> Um, okay, so we were talking about the um, coaches and they're not being potentially translators for, for all the athletes. Yeah, I, I talked to a that lady who was hired to be a translator for the Russian athlete last year, um, but she wasn't his coach, but they had to use the coach's pass to get her in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it, I think. Uh, I think it's a good thing, but he probably asked it before the game, like like a couple of weeks before, that they can set up this before he, he she's coming. So I I didn't think about it uh, back then. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so so let's move on from that. And you went to the Atlas Games. You finished fourth. But looking at kind of what you are, I would say you're a better games athlete than you are like a semifinalist or a regional athlete. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Semifinal, regionals and semifinals are always um, a big stress for me because that is the, the time that your season continue or it's over. So with my my job and family and stuff i put i i make a lot of sacrifice for it so i'm a lot stressed during that time so in the same time i try to to peak for the game to have the the, the the best finish there but i want to qualify so i i i, I couldn't like peak all year like many other athletes that 
they are good all all year round. Like they can be good at the Rogue Invitational, good at Wadapalooza, and then good all year. Like I was back then when I was at school and I have full of time of training. But I think the games, the the more events there is, the the better I am. So I'm not a specialist. I don't have like specific strength that I can like have a even win. So I think during the game, there's a lot of event. So I'm more tested overall. So that's why I'm, I'm better there. Yeah. It's funny you say that. And I'm going to, I'm going to pull something up here in a second. Mm -hmm. um, we have our friends at fantasy fitnessing. Uh, they're actually based out of Canada as well. Um, they run a fantasy sports game for CrossFit where you'd get to draft athletes and earn points based on how you do in the events. But yeah. they took your your finishes and did some statistical analysis. So they any they took workouts and any workout with certain movements in it gave us your kind of your average finish during those workouts. So what and most athletes, there's like three that stand out, three movements that stand out that are like their best. You really had four, maybe even five-ish. What what would your guesses be to the movements that you do the best in? You mean movement at the Atlas game or all movements? Since since 2020, every event that you've competed in since 2020. Rowing, snatches, and uh, I'm not sure about the third one. Maybe dumbbell snatches. So I'll pull it up here. So this is your stat sheet. Um, I don't. Can you see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I have down is uh, wall balls. Your worst finish is forty six, but that was in the World Wide Open. Okay. In in twenty twenty. But everything else was 14th or better. Uh, rowing was right. Rowing, uh, you're you're pretty good there across the board. And then um, snatch, mm -hmm. pretty good there across the board. And I even threw in GHD sit-ups. Yeah, forgot this one. Yeah. Yeah. But you, if you look through this. Like other than like handstand push-ups, <laughs> you're pretty good across the board. Like even your cleans are pretty good there. Yeah. Um, burpees aren't bad. So yeah, it's pretty interesting to kind of see that breakdown. Yeah. Even thrust, even thrust. You're right. You're like you're just kind of like consistent with everything. Mm -hmm. and yeah. uh so it's fun to look at but they, they did a breakdown of your average finish by whether it's single modality couplets triplets chippers based on each event and then all events your average finish so at atlas your average finish was 7.7 .7. um and then they, like your, your event wins, your top fives, your top tens. 
in all the events you've done since 2020. That's cool. Yeah, it's, I mean, since day one, handstand push-up is always like not a good, uh, good exercise for me. I mean, all, all the shoulder stuff, inverted stuff. Last year at the game, my, my worst workout was the free handstand push-ups, the wall walk one. And yeah, those two were really bad for what, me. What about I the handstand obstacle course? Uh, that was good. Handstand, you did good? Handstand walk is good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. awesome. I think I, um, I placed something like 10, something like that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're kind of a bigger athlete. You know, you are, are you still over 200 or have you leaned out a little yeah. bit? Yeah. 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 205. 205. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that you, you know, we like the Clydesdales, those, those bigger athletes that, that are horses and, and can get some power output on that rower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Last year at the games, you finished eighth. Yeah. What are you What are you doing this year to improve that finish, or is that not a goal of yours? Is it more like you just want to do the best that you can do? Yeah, it's more like that. Last year, I had a really good execution overall of my of of the game, um, but I was as good as my weaknesses so the workout i did really bad took me eight when in my in my head uh i was good to make a top five at least so i work a lot on that uh it was really hard for me in the past to like have gains in instant push-up but this year i i made some improvement in these so i uh, I'm looking forward to to test it again at the games to see where I'm at now, but we'll see uh, this uh, this summer. Yeah, I, I our friend Yash uh, pointed out that it looks like you are better at anything pool related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's right. Like anything um, like ground ground to overhead, like clean and jerk snatch. I'm better than squatting and pressing for sure. But I don't train like pull, pulling stuff that much and more for, focus on, on squatting and pressing like almost every day. Do you train swimming throughout the year or only like prior to game prep? Uh, not too often. I, you know, with the, with the job, I, I have to choose the, my training. I, I, I cannot do everything. So mm -hmm. I start, I started swimming maybe in May to make sure my swim is good for the games, but it's, I was really bad in 2015 at swimming, but when I was in a, the the police academy we have a swim coach there so i worked a lot of of my swimming so it's it's getting better now so i 
it's more like a damage control. Yeah. So if they can put the, the swimming event with a running or kayak or something more, more endurance, I think I can do uh, well in this workout. You, you keep saying the job, and I don't know if our listeners know what that is, but you, you're a police officer, correct? Yeah, you're right. And that is Amy's um, wheelhouse as she <laughs> listens to every true crime prod podcast <laughs> that's out that there. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> and she makes friends with every police officer in her gym. Listen, I just need to make sure that I understand, you know, safety and all that. I just got to always be, my head's on a swivel all the time. I'm always ready, prepared. <laughs> that's good. So, yeah. so she's actually done a few ride-alongs. Yeah. Because that's that's how into this she is. <laughs> Have you ever done ride-alongs with, with, with people? In, in my police car? Yeah. yeah. Or is that allowed? Yeah. Uh, not really. Okay. If you do a ride with me, it's not a good sign. Oh. <laughs> oh. You're on the back seat and we're, we're going. Oh, the... yeah. I don't want that kind of ride along. No. no. <laughs> it's not uh, It's not the same police that here than in the yeah. U.S. It's, it's different. We are, more, I won't say more uh, structure, but we are really, really uh, like by the book. Yeah. 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 Um, what made you want to be a police officer? Uh, I had a couple of friends uh, that was police officer, and uh, I just liked the the routine, like that you don't have routine. You you take your car in the morning and you do whatever you want. You you have good contact with people. We the like the urgency call that's adrenaline it's, that's very good i like it i was I, I i was studying to be a civil engineer before that so i was in the university and i dropped it to go to the college because we have to do three years college before going to the uh, police academy so i dropped my university to go to the police how much of that being prepared for the unknown in your field of work translates to like the CrossFit games where it's almost more of a secret as to what the events are going to be and what you're going to be up against than it is at any other level during the, the season. Uh, I mean, I, I can deal with the unknown. That's it's always that at the job. We, we don't know what's going to happen during the day. We can have like a, a suspects uh, running so we run to him we we are ready to anything so it's the we can translate that to crossfit for sure and so like what kind of like physical like requirements do you guys have to do like are you tested yearly on your physical assessments to make sure that you're able to do things like that no no we we have to do like physical tests before mm -hmm. entering the the college yeah. After we have to to do some tests at the end of it, like swimming. I think that there's a 200 swim meter swim. We have to do it in about uh, five minutes, so it's pretty slow. Mm -hmm. And then we have to do some running and like uh, 
I think we we had a, a CrossFit workout in our test okay. at the end. Yeah, yeah, there was like thruster and dips and bar hang. So, but it's bad that we we need to be in that shape to enter the police. And then when we are police officer, the we, we don't have to test it every year. Mm -hmm. So we can lose it and it's good. So yeah, we need, that's we need to be pretty fit, but it's not everyone that stay fit during the, their career. Yeah, that's the way, like I've talked to several firefighters and, and police officers, you know, specifically also in the U.S. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, to, to enter and to, to get your job, you have to have that physical fitness. But then, you know, years later, if you fall off the wagon and, you know, keeping keeping on top of your fitness. And I know that for me as a citizen, I'm going to want, if it's the worst day of my life, I'm going to hope that the person that's coming to rescue me is able to, to do yeah. so. so. I find it interesting that it's not something that's required after. Yeah. But I think right now it's better than in the past. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think police go like, at the Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> but it's not, <laughs> We, we, you don't need to be like a, a like a, a CrossFit athletes to, to, to make the job, but you have, there's a minimum, you, yeah. you know, if you're like obese, you, you won't do your job uh, right. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, if I was a crook, I would hate to see you coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just but the eighth fittest man in the world running after me. My chances mm -hmm. are not good. But they they don't know it, so I have an advantage on on That's them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you wear it well. I will say <laughs> that. So they probably have an idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, I'm with I'm I'm bigger with the uniform. I think I I, I weighed myself. Uh, at the at the job, I think with my all the stuff on me, I'm two thirty, two thirty five. Yeah. Wow. So, so you're carrying thirty pounds of equipment every day. Yeah. So they can throw me a weight vest at the game. I'm good with that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, you mentioned Dunkin' Donuts, and when I've and we've done a lot of Canadian interviews lately. I didn't realize Dunkin' Donuts was so big up there. I thought it was just a Tim Hortons country. Yeah, there was Dunkin' Donut. I, I don't think there's there Dunkin' Donut anymore here, mm -hmm. but Tim Horton is all over the place. Yeah. 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 I think we here in Setsir, uh, we have uh, 30,000 people, and there's five Tim Hortons. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, I do not like their coffee, and I know that's probably sacrilegious <laughs> to you guys. No. No, I'm uh, going to McDonald's, McDonald's for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so wait, so that's a good question. Then, do you have a nutritionist, or do you follow a nutrition program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my coach, uh, my coach's girlfriend. Uh, she's looking to my macro and like. Uh, quality and stuff like that but mm -hmm. i i'm not like strict to like waiting everything and uh, i just know that 
I've, I have to eat like two cup of rice and 200 gram of chicken, but I don't wait it. I know what it is. And if I'm hungry, I, I will eat more. So I'm not strict, but I, she makes sure I'm eating enough because if, if I, uh, I just don't understand, don't look at it. I just want to eat. Yeah. So. Yeah, I um. I think we we the two athletes we talked to yesterday. We talked to Spencer Panchek and Alex Caron, and they both said kind of the same thing that at this, especially at this point of the season, if they're hungry, they eat because the volume has gone up yeah. so much going into the games that you just are trying to get calories in. It's almost impossible to keep up with what you're putting out. Yeah, especially the the carbs. I eat a lot more car more more carbs right now than in the off season because if if I'm eating too much carbs in the off season I will I would uh, weigh like 220 so yeah. now the the volume is a little bit higher so I can take that the the the, the more carbs in my diet so my my last question about you being a police officer is how do you balance that work with training? And and in the States, police officers work shift work a lot, meaning they do yeah. like longer shifts and then they're off for longer periods of time. How does it work for you? Uh, for me, um, last September, I, I had the chance to apply to um, like a day shift only schedule. So I'm not doing uh, night shift anymore, unless I'm like um, I don't like con constrain constrain. Hmm. Like uh, if my boss tell me you have to to like make the shift uh, the night shift on Saturday, I need to do it. But my schedule is day only, so I can train on my lunch break. So I have maybe an hour, an hour and a half to, to train during my lunch break. So I work, our cycle is 35 days and I work 16 days in one cycle. So I have almost, almost half of the time at the job. And then when I'm off job, I just train all day. Yeah, that's that that actually works out pretty well i i'm guessing um trying to squeeze that in yeah because i'm doing i'm doing less volume than i was doing in the past but i was scared about it because i i thought that the more you do the better you are mm -hmm. but i think it's more like i recover better now so i can be more intense during during my workouts I don't injure myself at all. So I think it's not like, um, it's, it's not better to do more volume. So you need to do like right intensity every day. If you do more and you injure yourself, you're, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bruce Wayne asks, um, would you consider being a full-time athlete? Um, no, 
No, I'm a full-time police officer and this is my sideline. I, I would love to do it full-time, but to do it, I need to do very, very well the game and then maybe taking a year off because I can't do it at my job and then uh, try to do better at the game again. So we'll see in the next few years. Working on it. Yeah. So there's been this like Canadian surge into the top 10 at the games, right? You have Pat and Brent and um, Jeff Adler, um, yourself, uh, Sam Cornier. Like you all have finished in the top 10 at the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Is yeah. is there a Canadian pride to that? And then, like at Wadapalooza, they swept the podium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, we start to be really good at CrossFit. Back then, there there was there wasn't a lot of Canadian there. I remember in 2015 there was me and Lucas Parker. We we yeah. were at and Joe Scali. We were three Canadian, but now. More specifically, we we are a lot of Canadians from Quebec, like the French part of Canada. So I think the sport is getting really better here because we have a, a lot of great athletes. So I think it's a it's a good sign for the the future and the the, the team and stuff like that. Um. Are you friends with, I know you're friends with Alex. Yeah. And what about Sam? I know Sam trained with you guys a little bit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty far from them. Okay. I'm friends with, uh, with uh, Alex Caron because when I was in Quebec City, he was like at 15 minutes from my home. And uh, we, we were used to train together a lot. But Sam, Sam was in Montreal, so it's, it was like two hours and a half drive to, to get to, to his gym. So, I mean, it's, he is my friend, but I don't train with him uh, who do you Who do you train with? Right now, I train by myself and with my uh, partner at the job and my girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really different that back then I, uh, I was always training with people, like pretty good people, and then I'm alone in my garage. So it's it's a different mindset. But I think it's it's good because uh, when you train with good people, you just try to beat them. And when I'm alone here, I don't have like reference of time yeah. and and stuff so i i'm always thinking that I'm, I'm too slow so i try to go faster to beat me and not beat them so i think it's a it's pretty good what what programming are you following uh i'm used to follow mayhem athletes back then and now i'm more specific with my coach to make sure um i don't have weaknesses and is really good for me is uh Iveric pilot for cf junk he's not here with me at uh, at Setil, but we always talk and he he makes sure i'm i'm doing the right thing 
Yeah, I knew you were with Mayhem for a minute, and it would be tough to modify that all the time with your schedule. Yeah, that that that's the thing. There's a lot of volume in it, so I I, I couldn't do all the workouts there, and it's a it's a really really good uh, programmation, but I I I couldn't do it the at all. Mm-hmm. Um. Bruce Wayne asks, are a lot of them coming from the weightlifting background? And I know a lot of you have come from the hockey background. Yeah, I'm, I'm from hockey. I, I didn't do weightlifting. I start weightlifting with CrossFit. And I was so bad. I don't know if you look at my one of my last video on Instagram that I, I tried to snatch 150 and and missed it like <laughs> I, I i was really bad bad mobility but i was i was strong i have a pretty good deadlift and squat so i it it took me about a year to to understand the snatch and clean so after that i i have the strength to do it so i i was pretty good uh, after it well, that's that's pretty good because I'm working on ten years yeah, right now. I'm still struggling. <laughs> I came from a powerlifting background, and it is not Olympic. Yeah, lifting. no, uh, it's different. Um, I had a I had a follow up there, and I lost it trying to be funny. Um, mm-hmm. But I also wanted to ask you about Jeremy because uh, yeah. last time we had you on, Jeremy was on. Um, he made the last chance qualifier. Yep. And it was your goal that both of you make the games and, and you were very honest and raw about how your window is closing. You're, you've been in this sport nine years now and, and Jeremy's a little bit younger. Are, what are you doing to help Jeremy this weekend in the last chance qualifier? Um, I'll probably test some workout maybe tomorrow i think the workouts release today at 3 p.m i'll probably test it for him and we will make up a strategy how to how to attack every workout because they have like i think they have a day to do two workouts and then the two the next two workouts after um i mean you have weaknesses we knew we know it we just hope that the, the workouts uh, will be good for, for him. I really hope that he's going to make to the game because, like, like you said, I don't know how many years I have in, in front of me at the games. It's, it's been really close. The last workout was really, really good for him at the Atlas game. Mm-hmm. But we were, we were too sore to, like, really fast on the, on this one but yeah that's that's our goal i want to do the game with him at least one time before i'm i'm out mm-hmm. so it was close this year i i really think that he can do it next year but he have a last chance this this week so we'll see so what do you do for recovery then so that like on a weekend like that or just, I guess, in your training now, like what kind of recovery do you do so that you're not so sore that you can get up and go to work and 
and be you know efficient at your job um you mean during the semifinals yes that and and like now when your volume is increasing too yeah i have my um physical therapist he is always available for me so when i have um I have something. I just go go to him, and he he's doing his best to to get me on track. I'm doing uh, mobility like every day during my lunch break. When I get here at at home after the job, I'm stretching and lie on the ball and everything I can to not like make injury before the games. So. I don't I, I don't do like uh, ice bath and stuff like that. I prefer doing doing it at, at the games. So I talked to an athlete yesterday who works a full-time job just like you who jumped into a local competition to be able to get like five workouts done in a day and at higher intensity because they can't always get that because of their full-time job. Have you ever thought about that or thought that that would be a good idea in training? Like to do every workout in a day? Like jump onto a local competition just to kind of get that intensity and a lot of volume in one day. Uh, for me, I think I think not because you put you put you at risk of injury doing all that volume in one day. I I think you have to like trust the process and do your your stuff all over again and just trust that your training is good and when you have your competition but you you give all you you have and hope that your training works. Plus I can just imagine signing up for local comp and watching Alex Vino walk in and think, well, there goes my shot. Yeah, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, there, 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 there's not like affiliate here. There's not local competition. I have to to go to Quebec City if I want that. So I prefer stay in my my home and train in the garage alone. Yeah. So where are you located? I, my Canadian geography is not the best. Um, I know Toronto well, and that's about it. Yeah, I've been there a ton. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at the map, you look at the Canada. Do you know where is the um, the New Brunswick? The okay. east side. Yeah. I am north of New Brunswick, so um, it's ten ten hours drive from Quebec City on the northeast okay. okay so there's no big city we are alone here <laughs> <laughs> gotcha gotcha um so then how did you find crossfit like was was it big where you were or how did that introduction happen uh when i when i was at school in uh, in quebec quebec is a pretty big city so there, there was a lot of uh, crossfit gym there okay. and my hockey career end up and during my hockey career i train a lot i um i really like training and when all of that end um i just 
look around for gym and all I had is was um, a global gym like I, I was doing bodybuilding but mm-hmm. it was so boring so I I looked for uh, more intensity and I and I found a, a CrossFit gym I didn't hear about it uh, at first but I really like it the first workout was so tough that I went to my apartment and sleep the afternoon and uh, that was it uh, I started right after and then uh, I, I just start competing so I want to I want to ask you a question I know so you started in I think 15 was your first uh, open or 13 uh, 14 I started right in the CrossFit in I think in March 13 and I I didn't do the open that was over and I did the 14 open and 14 regional in Toronto. This is weird because I started at the same time as you and I still haven't made it to the game. So I'm not sure what the discrepancy <laughs> is here. Weird. <laughs> And so you you had some pretty quick success. You made it to the games in fifteen. Uh, yeah. And so, um, in seventeen, you had some setbacks. You were one yeah. of the victims of the pec pec injury. Yeah. Um, and you were doing that in training. You didn't even get to the regionals before that happened. No, I was in uh, preparation for regionals, and when I tested the. Uh, ring dips and dumbbell snatches on the last rep on the of the workout last one i hear a, a pop on my right shoulders it, it it wasn't painful so i i thought i would be okay like to 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 compete but the next day the day after it was like all blue so i i went to the physical therapist and he told me i think you have a, a tech peer uh a tear pack. <laughs> Yeah, and so you had to come back from that, and and something happened in eighteen too, where you didn't get back to the games. I can't yeah. remember what it, I read it, but I can't remember exactly what happened. And then, then you finally get back, and what what does it mean now that you're back doing what you love at that level after you had those couple years of setback? Yeah, those those years were was um, were uh, really really tough mentally. I knew. I think it in seventeen I placed like second in the open. I was really really fit, but an injury happened, so I I I dropped I dropped the the, the season, and then I was in two thousand eighteen. I was sick. At the regional, mm. and I remember that there was a triple three workout program that year, oh. and I I was running, and I'm I, I'm a pretty good runner, I think, and I was like really off pace, and I I I placed like 15, 20 in this one, so I just like end up my season there too so it was really hard mentally to not make made the game after a comeback after an injury but yeah i 
I really love this sport. It, it's my passion. So I, I told me that I will still do CrossFit all my life and try to go to the game uh, for as many years as possible. And you've done that. And, and yeah. that's been awesome. And yeah, I do remember reading that now people said that they saw you backstage throwing up that entire weekend of regionals. Yeah. Which has to be like an impossible feat. Yeah. Yeah. So how old are you, Alex? I'm 30. Okay. So you have five more years that you can, you can continue to go back on the individual side and then you could maybe be in the masters if you still want to compete. Maybe, maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we will check with the, the family first. Yes. <laughs> I, I will love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so it, it's got to feel good to overcome all that and keep making it back. You've cleared that hurdle of semis. And so yeah. now you're back to, to where you perform the best. Um, what do the next four weeks look like for you? The next four weeks are just like the final touch. I think my fitness is where uh, it's supposed to be right now. I just like do more volume a little bit not too much to get like fatigue or injured before the games make making sure i'm i'm getting there in in shape and make sure my running is good because there's a lot of running there and my my strength number are higher than last year so i think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good year really yeah. Yeah. I got good feelings here. So when are, when are you getting to the States? Uh, we have the registration on Sunday, so I'm getting there Saturday afternoon in Chicago and then we rent a car to go to Madison. Yeah. That seems to be the normal course of action. And yeah. then, um, uh, coaches pass is going to be your coach. Yeah. 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 And you get so uh, you get to take him with you and have him with you all weekend. Is that the first time you'll have a coach with you? No, it was he was there in nineteen and twenty and twenty one. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So I'm curious. I know you know as all competitive athletes, you know you have there's a little piece of anxiety right before you get started on your event, right before they you know put you in the corrals and take you in. What kind of, what is your mindset? Like, what do you tell yourself or how do you keep calm and focused during those moments? Um, during the, the first call and the corrals, I'm, I'm pretty stressed. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's normal to be stressed at that moment. But as, as soon as I'm getting to the floor, my heart rate lowering. And I'm getting more fo focused on the, the workout and stuff that I need to do. But the first part in the corrals, I, I'm so stressed. It's, yeah, it's, I try to remind myself that I just have to stay in my lane and do my stuff. But it's, it's the competition feeling. I think the, it's the same thing since day one. So I don't think I can change that. But... I'm pretty good on the floor. It's it's always a a good time. 
Yeah, it's usually the anticipation of the event that is more stressful than the actual, like once it's three, two, one, go, you're going, you know what to do. But I think it's just that that period of anticipation of right before an event that is the most anxious yeah. producing. Yeah. Does that stress stay high throughout the whole weekend or does it get less and less as the weekend goes on? Uh, is It's getting less for sure. But at the semifinal, I was stressed for my brother. That's what I was just about to ask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I Last weekend, I knew that the, 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 the first day was my worst day because of the uh, instant push-up and gymnastics. I knew that Saturday and Sunday would be good. But I didn't know that my brother would be in like 9th, 10th place on the Sunday morning. So I was really expecting him to be good on the last day. So we we uh, we we didn't sleep uh, that much on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for jumping on. Um, wish Jeremy luck this weekend uh, that he does well in that last chance qualifier, and you guys can make your goal come true. Yeah. Thank you. And good luck at the games. We'll be there um, rooting you on. Excited and, to watch uh, you. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, sure. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.